Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi there. You are listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 244. How to know what lazy genius principle is right for you. Uh, If you are new to these parts, I wrote a book that came out in 2022, a great year to release a book, right? Called The Lazy Genius Way. In that book, I share 13 lazy genius principles that you can use to lazy genius any situation in your life. Sometimes you might need one principle, sometimes a few together, and sometimes you just don't know which one to choose. When you are faced with some sort of challenge, whether it is like a like a system in your home, it's a relationship hang up, a time management problem, whatever it might be, even with only 13 principles to choose from, sometimes that still seems like a lot. When we're overwhelmed, that can feel like a lot. And then what if you didn't choose the best one? How do you know what the best one is? Maybe you need more than one. How do you know? And then that's when y'all send me DMs of panic and are like, all caps, like, Kendra, what do I do? You can still send me uh, those DMs, by the way, but hopefully this episode will give you a tangible framework for how to choose the right lazy genius principle for you. Now, here's the thing. There are multiple ways you can choose what principle is right for you. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're like, I need to decide once on this thing. And then you move on. You decide and you move on literally three seconds later. The beauty of these 13 principles is their versatility. You can even be versatile, as we will learn, in how you choose to apply them. For example, I, um, you like I just said, you can do them, uh, just like pick one and be done. I shared on Instagram, that was a while back, um, and I have, I think I have mentioned it like here or there, other places, but um, another way that you can choose is by asking yourself, is something out of order? out of rhythm or out of sorts. If it's out of order and you just like need a a quick win, you know, with a challenge, like a metaphorical or a physical tidy of things, then you can potentially use these principles for something being out of order. Put everything in its place. Start small. Decide once and ask the magic questions. Those are all pretty quick wins as far as the principles go. You get those effects right away. If you are out of rhythm, maybe something feels consistently off the rails. Some principles to potentially help you with that are set house rules, build the right routine, essentialize, batch it, and go in the right order. If you are feeling out of sorts, 
if it's more of an emotional roller coaster than like a domestic or a scheduling one, consider these principles. Let people in, schedule rest, live in the season, and be kind to yourself. Those are some like super loose categories out of order, out of rhythm, out of sorts that can help you narrow down what principle might make sense for your situation. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. After I posted those categories on Instagram, some of you were like, oh yes, this is so great. Thank you for narrowing these options. And then others of you were like, what if you're all three? What if you're all three of them? What if you're out of order and out of rhythm and out of sorts all at once? And I get that energy very much. I do. Also, let's be real. These 13 principles are not stuck in one category. Decide once can be used for any of those three things and for anything else that we didn't even categorize, right? Decide once is definitely a quick win. It's great for when things fill out of order, but you can use it beyond that, much like you can all the others. So again, the magic of these principles is our versatility, but the versatility of these principles can also sometimes cause a little bit of stress because you don't quite know what to try first, especially if you are already stressed out about the problem you're trying to lazy genius. And that is what I want to share in this episode. I'm going to lay out kind of a loose order of the principles of when you want to lazy genius something, but just like those three categories I just talked about, out of order, out of rhythm, out of sorts, this particular way is not the only way to do it. It's just a way right? So if you're looking for another way to think about how these principles can work together and work in your life, I do think that this episode will help. We are going to use all 13 principles today. And the first one we're going to apply is the principle go in the right order. Lots of things have a right order, but a general right order that you can apply to most things is to one, name what matters, two, calm the crazy, And three, trust yourself with what comes next. And I go into detail about that in in the book, in the Lazy Genius way. So when you're trying to Lazy Genius something, let's go in the right order. If we are going to name what matters about your problem, which is the first step, right? We need to know what the problem is, right? You can't name what matters about something until you've named the something. So what's the problem? Name the problem. Sometimes that's easy to do. Sometimes you're just like, everything's the worst, (laughs) But start by naming your problem. Put real words to it. And if those words are super broad, like everything's the worst, try and make the problem smaller. Keep asking why. If everything is the worst, why? Why does it feel like everything is the worst? What's really the worst right now? Try and be specific. Make it smaller. Now, here's a very important piece of this, uh, of this puzzle. Be careful that you don't see your answer as a right or wrong answer. You might try and name the problem and name what matters about it. But as you make the problem smaller, you might think, well, like, what if I'm picking the wrong problem? What if something else matters more than this? What if I'm solving the wrong thing or doing it in the wrong way? I would like to release you from that line of thinking, okay? You can't, you can't make everything a morality issue. Some things are not right or wrong. Some things just are. And it is not a waste of time for you to solve a secondary problem. It's not a waste of time to say that one thing matters and then have that thing change the next day. All of that is completely normal. The alternative to being flexible with what you name is spinning your wheels trying to find like the most significant challenge rather than just dealing with something in front of you. I I mean, for me, I know I for sure have spent like an obscene amount of energy over the years thinking about my problems, you know, like listing out what they might be, creating these very intricate gigantic systems to fix them. I had to 
find the right problem and then create the perfect solution. And usually didn't do anything because that's just not real life, right? It's just not a realistic expectation or a wise use of your time. So if you are feeling upside down and you need to lazy genius something, don't worry about naming the problem perfectly or knowing exactly what matters forever and ever. Yes, I want you to try and make it smaller. I want you to try and put some words to it, but don't obsess over it. You're going to keep living your life. And if you address one problem, but like a week later, you find that paying attention to a different problem would be better for you or that something else matters entirely now, just pivot. Just pivot. It's not a big deal. Life is not set it and forget it. You're not an instant pot. You are a person, okay? Don't spend so long on this part, on naming the problem, that you don't actually do anything that helps you, okay? Okay, so go in the right order by naming the problem and what matters about it. And after that, we're supposed to call them the crazy. And I want to introduce three of the 13 principles for that purpose. Your problem-solving brain is potentially like mine, uh, which I describe lovingly as a caffeinated squirrel brain. Your thinking itself might be the thing that's making you crazy. Maybe. Especially if you are frustrated and you are in problem-solving mode. So here are three principles to help calm that crazy. First, be kind to yourself. Please. Please, please. Usually when we go nuts trying to solve problems, we are not super gentle or kind or compassionate with ourselves. You might blame yourself that you can't figure this thing out, you know, or you say you'll never be able to do it, or you're like just generally huffy with yourself. Please be kind. Please be kind. Second, live in the season. There's a decent chance that your problem is linked to the season of life you're in. But because you haven't named that, you are expecting a certain situation or area of your home or your schedule to look a certain way, but you don't live that way anymore. That's not your season. You're in a different season now. I know right now I'm in a brand new season of being a like mostly full-time working parent with three kids in school, one of whom is newly in middle school, and I do not know what I'm doing like at all. I haven't quite figured out how to do mail stuff the way that I used to, how to get chores done, or how to spend time with my kids now that they're getting older and they have more going on and they're gone more, they're out of the house more, I'm in a new season. And if I expect to grocery shop the same way or parent the same way or have my family dynamic work the same way that it used to, but I'm in a different season, I'm just going to get frustrated. So to help calm the crazy brain while you name the problem and what matters about it, please remember to live in the season. And then the third principle to apply at this stage is start small. Caffeinated squirrel brains like to build big machines and create big solutions and are generally moving too fast to see the benefit of starting small. And that's why we need to do it even more. Start small. You're far more likely to move toward a solution with a tiny actual step than a million huge imagined ones. So of the 13 principles we've applied four so far, we're going to go in the right order by starting with calming our crazy, be kind to yourself, live in the season and start small. And we do that so that we can accurately, but not perfectly, name our problem and what matters most about it. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. 
I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors, and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash genius. Go to chomps.com slash genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. 
Okay, now that you've calmed the crazy, look again once more at the problem and what matters about it. Put words to it as best you can and in the smallest way you can. When you calm the crazy, you can do that a little bit more clearly. Try and move from everything's the worst to something specific like, I'm feeling stressed out right now because I forgot to actually click the place order button on my online grocery pickup and now there are no groceries ready for me and therefore no dinner items ready for me for dinner tonight and I'm feeling super upset about it because today's already been kind of stressful. Like that's real and very specific. Okay, so if you get specific about what the problem is, it helps you to name what matters even more. Maybe what matters in this particular scenario is what matters most right now is I need to choose and then execute tonight's dinner because it's in an hour. You know, that's really what matters right now. Something that you just did in this imaginary example is you essentialized, which is the next lazy genius principle we're going to use. Essentializing is getting rid of what's in the way of what matters and making sure that you have what you need for what does. So in this scenario, reordering groceries or thinking about lunches tomorrow because like some of that stuff was in your grocery order or reorganizing dinner plans for the next few days, those are not essential right now. Worrying about those and even planning for those is currently in the way of what matters most, which is deciding and getting dinner for tonight. It's not that those things don't matter. They just don't matter the most right now. So essentialize your situation. Remove what's in the way of your problem, whether it's something in your head or something on your counter. And then make sure you have what you need for what does matter. So that's the fifth principle we've used at the 13, essentialize. The sixth one I will offer up for this like uh, potential problem solving order is to put everything in its place. Put everything in its place. That could mean uh, tidying a counter putting the grocery list on the fridge or texting yourself a reminder so you don't forget to place that forgotten grocery order in that example. It could mean orienting yourself and your emotions and energy properly and kindly in the situation, putting those in their place. Put your shame in its place, which means away. Put family who had nothing to do with your forgetting to press the place order button. Put that frustration towards them away. Don't direct it towards them put everything in its place. Now you might stop here. You might have stopped several principles ago. Um, But if you need to keep going in lazy geniusing your problem, there are three questions that you can ask yourself uh, with principles as the potential answers. Okay. So let's recap real quick. So you've named the problem and you've named what matters about it through the lens of calming your crazy by being kind to yourself, living in your season and starting small. You've essentialized, you've gotten rid of what's in the way. You've put everything in its place to create a little bit of calm and order in your space, in your mind. If you need to keep going, you can ask yourself, do I need help? Do I need a system? Or do I need rest? And you might need all three. But these are some paths to help you solve your problem. So let's start with, do I need help? Are you feeling like you're spread too thin? You know, once you've gotten everything in its place and you've gone through those steps, you're like, man, I still... I still can't do this by myself. Um, And frankly, even if you're not spread too thin, you can still need help even when it's not a crisis situation. Don't forget that. You don't have to be in a crisis to ask for help. I talk about that in the book. I talk about that on Instagram. You don't have to be in a crisis to ask for help. That as you think about your problem, would it be good to have some help in some form? Three principles that you can use here are let people in, 
set house rules, and ask the magic question. Okay, let people in, obviously. That asks for help for from specific people, right? Set house rules. That's a way of asking your people that you live with for help, but that's a bit more automated, right? Maybe you need their help by setting a house rule. And then um, asking the magic question is a way that your like current self can help your future self, okay? We're going to break those down just a little bit. So let people in. This one is obviously pretty obvious. If you have a problem and you know you need help, ask somebody. That's your solution. Ask someone for help. Think through the people in your life and what you need from them. It can be anyone from a friend or a family member that you lean on, or it can be someone that you pay to lean on, like a therapist or an assistant or a housekeeper. I remember when I started this transition into full-time work at the beginning of the fall last year, also, but I was also kind of the on-call parent, right? I'm like not full-time parent because the kids are in school every day, but I'm the on-call parent. And I couldn't figure out when to run errands. I couldn't figure it out. I used to do it with Annie before or after preschool, but now that she's in kindergarten, I don't have those windows anymore. And uh, like I couldn't go before because I go to school early. And then after, they don't want to run errands. Like they need to do their homework and be kids and eat their snack and hang out at home, right? I was so stressed out because I couldn't get all my grocery shopping done. I couldn't do my Amazon returns, my post office runs, all the errands. I just couldn't figure it out. I needed help. So I started using Walmart and Target grocery pickup almost exclusively. I rarely go in a store anymore. And I started paying my sister to run errands for me. And it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. So let people in. Another way to ask for help is to set a house rule in your home that your whole family can follow that supports what matters. If clutter on the counter is your problem, if that's what's making you crazy, ask for help by setting a house rule. Very kindly, you know, not like a dictator. This is for everybody. But just say, okay, y'all, I am thinking our family rhythm would run a bit smoother and uh, my sanity would be better preserved if we have a house rule of, I don't know, take your shoes off at the door. It's not about a dirty carpet, um, but no one can seem to find their shoes when we're all leaving the house in the morning, and it's stressful for all of us. So what do y'all think about trying a house rule for a short time of taking our shoes off at the door? Let's try it and see if it works. You know, You're asking for help, but in a slightly automated way with set expectations for the whole family. And then the third principle you can use when you need help is to help yourself by asking the magic question. The magic question is, what can I do now to make something easier later? Again, that's a whole principle with a whole chapter about it. Ask that about your situation. Do something to help your future self. And you've just helped yourself out. Now, maybe you don't so much need help, but you need a system. This is a problem that is recurring. So a system will help solve it. Three principles you could use to create a system are build the right routine, decide once, and batch it. The chapter on building the right routine is super detailed and very helpful, and I will not do it justice in this 30 seconds, but lazy genius routines are not about doing certain things in a certain order necessarily. It's more about where you're going, what matters. A routine is an on-ramp to that thing, but there's a chance you need a routine to help you address this problem that needs a system. Or you could batch it. That's another principle. Your system for this problem could be changing up how you do a task. Maybe your dirty kitchen is frustrating you because you're at home with kids and you feel like all you do is clean up dishes. Instead of cleaning up dishes all the time after every meal and snack, because your children eat like hobbits and there's like plates everywhere, have an area on your counter 
where all the dirty dishes go. I personally call that a dirty dishes zone. I talk about that in the book too. And just stack your dishes there as you pass by. Don't worry about loading the dishwasher or washing the dishes several times. Instead, batch it. Do it all at once. Load or wash everything all at once. So you're not doing something all the time if that is the frustration. There are a ton of ways that you can use batching, um, but it's such a great principle to consider when you need a fresh but simple uh, system for a problem. And the final principle that you could use for creating a system is to decide once. This is my favorite. Just make a decision about something and keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore. Do you struggle with figuring out what's for dinner? Create a system by deciding once that you eat a certain food on a certain day or that you always make extra dinner because your decide once for lunch is leftovers. Systemize getting ready by deciding once what you're going to wear, how often you wash your hair, what products you put on your face. I did an episode ages ago about makeup. I did was a I think it was called the Lazy Genius Makeup Routine and how I decided once what my makeup will be every day. I have three faces I choose from. Um, is it basic face, fancy face, and something else face? Ready face? Ready face and fancy face. That's what it is. That's what they're called. Basic face, ready face, and fancy face. <laughs> and um, I have like the certain products that go with that thing. I don't use everything every day. But if I'm doing fancy face, I do, I do that. So I've decided once on my makeup. I decided my makeup one time and now we don't just don't have to think about it. I pull out my makeup and I put it on. It makes the rhythm of getting ready every day a lot easier. So if you need a system, you can try to build the right routine, batch it or decide once. All right, we've now talked about 12 of the 13 principles. And the final one that answers the final question after you've named the problem, what matters about it, you've calmed the crazy, you've essentialized, you've put everything in its place is, do I need rest? Do I need a break? Maybe you don't need a system. You just need a nap. That brings in our final principle of schedule rest. It's important to rest and relax and feel like a person. Schedule it. It rarely happens naturally. And that might be the best way for you to lazy genius, whatever your problem is, is to schedule some rest. Again, this is not a clear cut order. And it is certainly not the only way that you can use these 13 principles. It's just another way to think about how they all work together in the context of whatever problem you might have. So I hope this helps as you uh, think about your problems and you can lazy genius them in a new and fresh way. Okay, so before we go, let's celebrate the lazy genius of the week. This week, it's Paula K. Myers who sent me this DM on Instagram. Love the soup podcast and need to share with you my lazy genius gift idea. My 80-year-old dad and stepmom, like most 80-year-olds, don't need or want anything. They actually act bratty when receiving a gift. But two years ago, I had a brainstorm. I wrapped a case of 12 quart mason jars in Christmas paper. And when they opened it, I told them it was a soup of the month club. It's the perfect gift, consumable, practical, and something to look forward to. And I always delivered it with fresh bread. It also obligated me to a monthly visit with them. We were about 45 minutes apart at the time and they absolutely loved it. And began asking me in March when they had the option to renew. My husband and I have since moved 12 hours away. So this year when I was visiting after Thanksgiving, I filled their deep freezer with bags of soup and wrapped up two cute soup bowls. Best gift I've ever given. Paula, this is so great. I love this idea. It's so personal. It's so sweet. And I hope that any of you listening find some inspiration in how Paula lazy genius the problem of giving her parents a gift that mattered. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you next week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.